This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. There he is, unable to drag his ass to uh, well, North he's, North he, LA. Well, he's been celebrating because, Cap, over the weekend, your horse won a race, right? Yeah, that's right. A long shot. So, may, And may by the way, you didn't tell anybody to bet on it, according to my sources. Mm-hmm. Why not, Cap? <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, the horse was like... 30 to 1. Oh, man. You know? Oh, that would have been easy money, Cappy. Oh, and if I had been with you, I'd have bet on it just because it was your horse. Apparently, Beto wanted to bet on it. He was there that day, and he tweeted out how Cappy told him not to bet on it. Quote, there's no reason to bet on this horse. (laughs) (laughs) What's this? So, Cap, uh, describe the race. How did it go down, and how did a 30 to 1 shot win? Well, here's what happened. You'll love this. So, um, it's a 30 to 1 long shot in a race of little two-year-olds. So these are horses that their trainers and their owners, they're thinking May of next year. Breeders' Cup and Kentucky Kentucky Derby. Derby, Kentucky Derby. So there was a horse in this race, a Bob Baffert horse, a million dollars is what they paid for this horse. Hmm. The horse was a three-to-two favorite to win. Moments before the race started, the horse scratched. Once that three-to-two favorite went off the board, the odds adjusted. And we went from thirty to one in the morning line to fourteen to one to nine to one. Oh wow! So if you caught it at thirty, you were making money. Well, no, because you're, you're betting on whatever it goes off when the when when the gate opens. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you put in the ticket and then you pay. Is that right? No, I think if you get them at thirty to one in the morning, cap, you get thirty to one. Okay, I don't think so, but okay, I, but I, I mean, might be wrong. I think that's. I think Cappy's right on this. I think Cap you get them with what they go off at. What they go off at, yeah. Well, so, you know, Cap Mason and I briefly owned a horse, right? And it was an indescribable money pit. Like we just kept <laughs> pouring money into this horse until we lost our ass and got rid of it. But, but we did have two moments of glory. The horse won her first two races. Yep. Phone abroad was and we our were horse. thinking Breeders' Cup. She was a two-year-old filly. Ran really well out of the... Uh, we had a good trainer, good jockey. Yeah, good trainer, good jockey. Uh, excellent line was out of a horse called Phone Trick. Broke a whatever bone. It, yeah, broke a bone totally in fine. her foot. That was it. And went, well, and went to breed. Yeah, you can't um, you can't have all your eggs in one basket in this business. you got to diversify. Right, you've got many Now, what horses. is the name of your horse that won on, on over the weekend? The horse's name is Raging Torrent. Raging Torrent. Right. That's a good horse name. But, you know, I, I, I will tell you a story later, George, of, of where I really did let Beto down. Mm. I mean, I, I let him down by saying to him, there's really nothing to love about this horse. And I should have, like, had a comma and then kept going with more. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of chaos around me. There was a lot of people around, people pulling in different directions. And I never got to finish the sentence with Beto because had I finished it, 
Well, I'll tell you later what I said. Okay. okay. So oh, when Mason and I, when Mason and I owned uh, a horse, they said, basically these handicappers came to us mm-hmm. and they said, we're not allowed to be the name owners on a horse, but we've mm-hmm. got a really fast horse and we think it'd be a good bit for your show. We want to sell you each 2.5%. You'll own 5% of the horse, yes. but you'll name the horse. You'll own the horse. You'll go you'll to the be, winner's circle. Yeah, you'll, if the horse wins, you go accept the winnings. Yeah. He said, and then you'll own 5% of whatever we win, and you pay 5% of whatever the costs are. And they said, first thing you got to do, name the horse. Mm-hmm. So Mason had this great story. Where, who was the person that came up with pocket personality? What was uh, that? It was Bill Maher's girlfriend. Okay, so tell that tell that story. Okay, so I was interviewing Bill Maher's girlfriend, who is a model, actress, whatever, a ma. Yeah. Uh, on the old Snyder show, and I said, "So what? You and Bill? What? How's that work?" And she said, uh, "Well, uh, I'm his arm candy, and he's got pocket personality." <laughs> and we thought perfect name for a horse yeah. and we were super excited our horse is going to be pocket personality we go to name the horse already already taken. Taken. wow you know somebody had really? beat us to it yeah wow. so then we uh our sire was phone trick the yep. horse's dad was phone trick was was a kentucky derby horse and was from england so we named the horse phone abroad mm-hmm. but we wanted to do it three words. Yeah. Phone a broad. Yeah. But they thought that was too offensive. So we had to just say phone abroad. So we could then say, it's from England. Yeah. Phone abroad. Yeah. Over the thing. And so (laughs) phone abroad won her first two races and then, Cracked her hammock bone, and, and, and we never Cappy, saw her again. When I say we were getting bills for stuff I've never heard of, I can't overstate how many of these bills showed up. We would get horse dentist, horse oh, yeah. transport, acupuncture, horse, horse shoe guy. Mm-hmm. Like we're the person that puts the shoes on. Yeah, there was a horse acupuncturist. And looking back, Mace, there's no way that we paid 5%. I think they just sent all the bills to us. Um, I think we paid more than our fair share yeah more than our fair share. <laughs> but it was really cool to whatever it was it was totally worth it to me because it was really is- cool to stand in the winner's circle my mom was there well when, the, did when you we remember won. what happened on the day okay so the day our horse won the race it just happened to be kcal where i was working had a deal on saturdays where they were gonna run an hour of races from hollywood park mm-hmm. and it just so happened that our horse fell within that window. Oh, wow. So my buddy Tom Murray was hosting the show from Hollywood Park, and he goes, uh, Mason, Ireland, come in here, talk to me. And it was right before the race, and we both said, we're, we're both nervous. We don't know what to do. And Mason, on the air, goes, Tom, I got to go. I got to get my bed in. And Mason leaves the set. Yeah. Well, and, you love the TV set. And, and goes, I'm going <laughs> Go to the figure. window. And I before I could say, here, take my money or whatever, Tom goes, well, John, you could stay and talk to me. I go, yeah, sure. Next thing I know, he, Tom walks us right up to the start of the race. Mason barely gets his bed in. Yep. And, and I, I think, think she went off at eight to one. Yeah, eight or nine to one. Yeah. And this race was cap was not even close. Our horse won by like fifteen lengths. Oh, it wow. was it was like a secretary. And like Mace, didn't you did you not just take your wallet and dump it on dump the it table? Dump it on the table. And Go say, just whatever in here. Bet it all on number eight. Yeah. Put it all on phone abroad. Yeah. 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 And I forget what it, it paid really nicely at. And uh, I eight didn't win a dime because yeah. Tom Murray kept me on that stupid <laughs> set. <laughs> so Cap, you I'm going down. Me and Juan are coming down there on uh, on Sunday for a little Del Mar action. What are, uh, you're kind 
kind of the big man on campus there, right? This upcoming Sunday? Yeah, this upcoming... We've talked about this. This upcoming Sunday, we've talked about this. Wait, I Cap- know, but there's been so many changes of plans. But this is the this it coming sounds Sunday like, It sounds like Cap uh, has a bigger name on the other line, Mace. Oh, Johnny I, you don't understand. If Mason and Juan are coming to Del Mar... I want to host these guys. Nice, but can oh, yeah. you, or do you already have a? Do you already have hosting plans? I don't really have any plans that I know of right now, but I'm going to put it on my calendar. Mason Del Mar Sunday. Excellent. Yeah. Laura says Rachel hasn't told you what your plans are. You know what? I just opened my calendar. You know what it says on Sunday the thirtieth? Hmm. Mason at Del Mar. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Well, I've been texting with Rachel, so we got to cover. <laughs> well, and we both love Juan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we want to hang out with him. All right, no, so Cappy fun. just sent me the press release from the big win. Oh. Um, Kaplan wins. Yeah, oh. <laughs> Is that the headline? Kaplan wins. The horse was a step slow behind the field to start, but in chase mode from the bell, he saved ground into the turn and fanned out wide to bid on a quarter run and passed up everybody and won it. Way to go, Cap. Yeah, way to you go, guys, man. You guys want to hear this? The jockey yep. has the, the what's called the whip in his hand, in of his course. right hand. And he goes what's to, called the whip? Like, were yeah. we, did you think we didn't realize that was a whip? Or Well, these are technical terms. Okay, Mace. got it. Wait yeah. a minute. Doug O'Neill's your trainer? Right. He used to come on with us all the time. Oh, yeah, what a character. Yeah, what a guy. By the way, huge 710 listener. Oh, right. nice. Hey, Doug. Love Sedano, by the way. Oh, there you go, George. What he tells me. I, he, go, he comes up to me. He goes, yo, I'm a Sedano and Kaplitzer. Love Sedano. When you say love Sedano to me, you know what that's like saying? What? Don't like you. <laughs> oh, is that right? Is it either A or it's either well, one or the other? It's a binary I, choice. Do you want to tell them the Rachel Nichols story? You guys have probably heard this, haven't you? I don't uh, know. No, I don't think I know. We like Rachel, Rachel though. I love Rachel. I saw her a couple of weeks ago. So I don't really know Rachel Nichols, but I, I, obviously I know who she is because mm-hmm. you know you've seen her on TV forever. Sure. So this is a couple months ago. We're we're at the uh, media room over at Crypto.com one night, and she's standing by the popcorn machine. Right. And uh, I'm kind of standing over there too. And I've never met her. I've never spoken to her. She doesn't know me. I don't know her. I just know who she is. And she kind of looks at me. She likes look looks up my hair, looks down my face, down at my chest, down my body, down my feet. She looks me up. Really? Looks me down. She kind of checks me out a little bit, you know? Really? Yeah. Rachel Nichols does? That's right. That doesn't sound right. And I said, hi, how you doing? She goes, I see you everywhere, but I don't know you. That's what she said. That was like her opening thing, you know? I see you everywhere, but I don't know you. And I'm like, well, let me introduce myself. My name is Scott, blah, blah, blah. I said, um... I think you probably know I, I work for ESPN. I'm I'm on in the afternoon on 710. I'm I'm partners with Sedano. And she goes, Oh, Sedano. I'm a really big Sedano fan. And she walked away as she was saying, She's like, I'm a really big Sedano fan. Like she walked oh, like she away could from not me. get away from you right, fast right. enough. So so first she up and down me, like, who is this character? Right. Who is this guy? Then I told her, Hi, I'm Scott. How are you? I'm partners with Sedano. And then she kind of had this look on her face, like, she likes Sedano. But is like disgusted to be in my presence and she yeah, walked right, away. Right, right. So here's here's my Rachel story from this year. Okay. It's true I, story, George. I, and I, tr- I asked her. Now I have never confirmed that story. Right, that by sounds the way. like a so fishy story. I asked her her permission to tell this story, yeah. so she said sure. Yeah. So you guys, the three of you, have all gotten me into weed gummies so I can yes, sleep. Yes. So I go into a dispensary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to give me your ID and you yeah. walk in and sure. the guy behind the counter goes, whoa. And I go, hi. He goes, this oh. is weird. 
And I went, why is it weird? He goes, you're John Ireland, right? I go, yeah. He goes, you're the second sportscaster who's been in here in the last 20 minutes. Wow. <laughs> and I went, who was the first? He said, Rachel Nichols just left. I go, oh, I know. I'm friends with her. I go, what'd she get? She yeah. got these. I go, give me those. <laughs> and so Rachel and I are, are playing the same game, the same sleep game. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, John, you. I love, by the way, you're, you're being so new to cannabis that you have no like issue a talking about it or b talking about going to dispensaries yeah right. like, it was it was so taboo for so long you're like yeah, don't I know. talk about that on the air i can't say that well i don't sleep at all if unless i do something yeah so i mean they, back in the day i had a fake prescription and i took that fake prescription very seriously when it was medical marijuana <laughs> i'm sure i walked into a room and i got and I then said, we all I met have... and then sedano found chris ward so now we're now all we're all good care yeah chris Life at saver. the green cross yeah right. texted me the other night like yeah. Seven or eight or night, and said, "Just, just wanted to see how you're liking your stuff." I'm like, "Oh man, I'm liking it a lot." <laughs> well, it's funny you got more you than you me, know. You catch me at an opportune time, yeah, because this you, is good. You text me the other day to thank me again for bringing it, and then you said, "I'm already halfway through it." Oh, I'm like yeah. halfway? Oh, I'm working my Jeez. way through that. Yeah. Well, he's, 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 a, he's a, shall we say, regular user. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, no, I, I barely scratched the surface. No, the surface. <laughs> Wait, you don't understand. You do not understand. I brought that box home. Mm-hmm. I have three college Oh, kids. they've all ransacked oh, your sure. stuff. When yeah. I tell you Chris Ward, if he were to text me and go, hey, how do you like the box? How do you like the goodies? I'd be like, what box? What goodies? That, that thing's long gone, pal. Your kids just ransacked just it, and that was it. Just took it. Now, what, at what age are you cool with your kids using cannabis? Um, I mean, they're, they're in college, so like they're away. Oh, so, so like, they're fine. So I can't really like do much about it when they're away. So then I can't really criticize it when they're here. You know? Yeah. So I just let it go. Yeah, good. Good for you. Yeah. You're a progressive parent. Well, I just feel like if you if you fight them on it, they're going to do it behind your back. I'd, oh, rather, I'd rather know what they're I'll doing. I'll tell you what, if, if I had, a, as a kid, if I had gotten caught smoking pot, oh, my, I would have been grounded for a year. Okay, oh. so here, a year. here is, here is a, just like... Here's a great getting caught smoking pot story. I've okay. told you guys many times that yeah. my favorite music documentary of all time is History of the Eagles. Mm -hmm. It's on Showtime. It's in two parts. It's four hours long. Yeah. And they all made a deal with each other that they would tell the unvarnished truth no matter what. Mm -hmm. uh -oh. Because they didn't want it to be... A, so Glenn Fry, the late, great Glenn Fry, tells the story that he is a 17-year-old high school guitar prodigy in Detroit. And he goes to a club, and he's playing in the club, and Bob Seger walks in. And Bob Seger sees Glenn Fry playing mm -hmm. and says, man, you're talented. We're going on a summer tour. And he, he, he said, are you still in school? He goes, well, I just graduated from high school. I'm trying to decide what I'm going to do next. He goes, well, we're looking for a guitarist. And we'd love it if you came and played with us on this tour. Wow. He goes, well, I got to go ask my parents, but that's like a dream come true. Sure. Yeah. So he goes, okay, talk to your folks. If they want to talk to me, I'm happy to do it. And so. It's like almost famous. Right. Yeah. But I mean, right. Bob Seger, more music. Yeah, exactly. so, talk to your parents. So see, he goes back, Glenn Bright goes back, tells his parents. His parents say, well, it's, you're 17. You're going to go on tour with the rock band. He goes, mom, you got to let me do it. It's like a dream. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he goes, but here's Bob Seger's number. You can call him if you want. And she goes, okay, okay. That night, Fry's mom catches him smoking pot in the basement. Oh, my God. And she says to him, uh, I can't believe you're doing this. You know I'm worried about you going out on the road with this band, and now you're doing She goes, you're not going. 
That's oh, really? It. And she said, I forbid you to go. And wow. Glenn Fry said, I'm going anyway. No, he said, screw you. And he moved out. Oh, really? And went. And that was the start of the Eagles. He moved to California, yeah. met Don Henley in Silver Lake. They auditioned together to play backup for Linda Ronstadt. They got the gig, and that was the start of the Eagles. Wow. Whatever happened to the Good orange Whatever happened to the relationship? Uh, the yeah, oh, Mom I'm, and Glenn. I'm sure they made up. <laughs> What do you mean for sure? Uh, no, but I mean he didn't, he didn't talk about it after that. But oh. I mean, I mean he became one of the greatest guitarists ever. Let me right. Google Glenn Fry and his mom. Glenn Fry yeah. mother. So no, yes. but here's but I was on the edge of my seat with that story. So yeah, here yeah, goes, I, yo, Cappy. So here's here's even a, a better part of that story. So uh, and you guys should find this documentary. It's unbelievable. So Nelly Fry. So uh, and now the <laughs> funny thing is Deacon Fry. Glenn's son, right? He is, plays with them, right? Is the one touring with the Eagles now. Yeah. Well, there's but, a picture here of Deacon with his mom, Nellie. So I'm guessing they're good. To your point. Well, or is that his grandma, or is that the his grandma? Mom? Okay, yeah, yeah. The grandma. So yeah, yeah, I think they are probably. Yeah. Fine. So his mother Glenn Cindy Fry, says, "I will never forgive him." Really? Yeah. Um, no, I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> they get along great. Yeah. So so <laughs> they go to uh, they go to Silver Lake, and uh, and there's a guy upstairs trying to write a song. And he keeps trying to write the song. And Fry tells this whole story in the documentary. And it's like, uh, he can't get it. And he's going through the same riff again right. and again and again. And Fry is just like, if this guy plays this riff again, I'm going up there. This is ridiculous. So the guy plays it again. Fry goes up, knocks on the door. Says, the guy opens the door, he's holding his guitar. He goes, uh, he goes look, man. I'm running down the road trying to loosen my load. I got seven women on my mind. Four that want to hold me, two that want to scold me. One says she's a friend of mine. Take it easy. The guy sticks out his hand. He goes, that's unbelievable. Jackson Brown. Oh, no way. Yeah. Jackson Brown and J.D. Souther yep. lived upstairs Wow. from where I was living in Silver. And if you look at the writing credit for Take It Easy, yep. it's Jackson Brown, J.D. Souther, and Glenn wow. Fry. Wow, that's a great story. Yeah. That All right, stupidity story. right around the corner. Stupidity's on the way. Should I? Oh, you got good stuff today? We got a great bit for Cappy. Oh, good. This could win bit of the year if he's able, nice. if he's if, able to pull it off. It's a big if. It's is it going to be if. like when I do the milk crate challenge oh, this, this year? This is a different bigger. level. Oh, way different bigger level. than that. Like, what time I, are you going to do bigger. it? I mean, right out of the gate. Right out okay. of the gate. Okay, right, I got to rush down to my car. Right out of the gate. This will be one of those things where- We'll talk about it for ages. If Cappy gets this done, this will be as big a viral moment as we've ever had on Love this it. station. Whoa. Love okay. it. Big, okay. big if. I am uh, staying tuned. Uh, coming up for you is Shadano and Cappy with uh, all that uh, stuff. Uh, Cappy apparently uh, setting the bar very high for bit of the year. We're back tomorrow at 1, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Beating boom bump. Boom ba bump. Bing ba da ba ba da ba 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 da 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 So, what what's up with little Cappy taking over Comic Con? Did you see this? I mean, I you posted it, so I saw it because of you. Thank you. Well, you know, George, uh, last Friday night at the West Covina Sportsplex, it was the Riverside County Sheriffs who took down little Cappy. You know, for underage Correct. drinking. Yes. Cuffed him and all. And I felt so bad. His cute little wrists. You know, the, the, the whole, you know, they, the way they cuffed him, George, like the, the cuffs were coming out the other side because his cute little wrists yeah. could barely take the cuffs. Yeah. And, and for those that don't know, little Cappy is a puppet. Well, I mean, you say it like that. I mean, I mean, you know, he's got heart. I'll just say that. Yeah, okay? but he's a puppet. I don't want people thinking we're talking about a child. No, little Cappy is a, uh, he, he is a puppet, but he got heart is all I'm saying. Right. This past weekend at Comic-Con, down in San Diego, Lil Cappy was just, you know, photobombing news stations all over the place from all over the world. And yes, there was video evidence. Yes, I posted it. And yes, I'm proud of it. Now, George, I'm thinking about a little Georgie. Mm-hmm. No, I'm like good. A, no, like, no. We're Think good. about this for We're a second good. here. We're good. You ready? Like, we got Lil Cappy. Yeah. But we need Lil Sedano. But you can't call him Lil Sedano. You gotta call him Lil Georgie. Mm-hmm. So if you had Lil Georgie and you had Lil Cappy, then those guys could fill in and do the show on occasion. What what's wrong with Beto and uh, the big CY? No, those guys are great, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like Beto could have Lil Georgie on his hand, and the big CY could have Lil Cappy on his hand. Yeah. And now you got a little Cappy and a, a little Georgie in with the big CY. Yeah, I I'll have to think about it. Well, give it some thought. I will. Because I think it would be very endearing. Speaking of giving some thought, All right. I do actually have something else for you. Um, the reason Chris probably put that uh, stuff about your hit rate on Hey Kings mm-hmm. um, was because of a conversation we had because of Ramona uh, on Friday. We'll get to that in a moment. But okay. speaking of things you have to think about. All right. So I saw this today, and I, t- I texted into our group chat today. The USC football team is having walk-on tryouts. The only caveat is that you must be enrolled as a student, Cappy. Full-time. Can you make that happen? The full-time part of it Just seems... Just w- one semester, bro. All right, so listen. Um, For the bit. No, listen, I, I'm all in on this. Don't get me wrong. Um, I would do it in a heartbeat. You see... You, well, that's Laura. Thank you, thank you, Queen. Okay, Georgie, this is a great bit. We need somebody to pay my tuition at USC. What's one? <laughs> what's one semester full time? Full time would be how many credits? Figure twelve credits. I, I was thirty six. Oh, is, is it sixteen? Yeah, sixteen. Sixteen. Huh? And USC, not, that's price. Not it's for probably football 15. players. No, yeah. not for us. Not for ball players. Ball players, twelve credits. Come on. Yeah. How many credits for a USC football player is full time? 
I'm going to say 12. I think 12. it's 12. Yeah, actually. 10 to right. 15 credits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At USC. Let's see what it's. And I just here. looked up 12. The- I just looked up the units uh, per co- like per, per cost per unit. Yeah, about okay. 2,100. 2,100 per, per unit. Okay, that's 12. 12 units. Well, $2, per unit. Per, mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh-huh, that per, see? That per got some math on the mail. Yeah. Is that per class or per, when you say per unit? If I got Per unit. So like, yeah, one unit is equivalent to $2,100. Yeah. Okay. So 12 times 2,100, George. Do that math. Let's it's see. 25, 25 grand. Yeah. 25 G, Over huh? 25 grand. If you can hey king someone for the bid, it'd be great. Well, I mean, listen, I don't need housing. I got the East Central right down the road. Right. We're just paying for the classes. Right. Just to get you to try to kick. Right. Just so I can walk on. Right. Can walk on to the ball club. Right. Mm, doesn't Disney have like a pay your tuition thing? Oh, they do. <laughs> oh, yeah. We might be behind the times on that. Like we, in the sense of like we may be under, we may be behind the, uh, the deadline, but it might be worth looking into. Because Cappy, how many... Walk-on kickers, do you think? There, do you have any eligibility? By the way, I don't know if I do or not. Hmm. But let's just say that I do. Okay. So we don't get USC in any trouble. Right. Yeah. I mean, the last thing. They, imagine they go. <laughs> imagine <laughs> they go like twelve and zero. They get into the college football playoff, and then because of this bit, they can't go and play in the playoff right. because of Cappy and his walk-on bit. Well, also, I mean, listen. Um, this would have been much easier had uh, you know your your previous friend not gotten uh, you know correct in a scandal. I know. Yeah, it really kills we, me. We probably could have made this happen back then. I know, and I just listen, George. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't want to get USC in any trouble. Number one. Yeah. I well, plus your ties to the previous administration. Right. Plus, but I also remember there's a kid on this team right now that's expecting to start. You know, I don't want to walk through the door. Wait, but you couldn't of, even kick 40 yards, Laura said at SoFi last year or two he years couldn't. ago. Couldn't. That is true. That mm. is true. She but that is was right. cold. You're saying that was cold. A B. Look, I mean, when I got to figure out when USC football training camp starts. But if oh, I got a few, it starts weeks, on July 27th. I come on, two day, three days. Yeah, that's not giving me a whole lot of time here to get myself ready to roll. Cappy, I thought you had a little bit of practice in with your son Justin before you kicked at. SoFi. So I had a little bit of practice. Yeah, maybe see, a little he wasn't bit. that cold. Yeah, I mean, a little bit maybe. It was also, thawed, not but, cold. But Laura, my my excuse for why I couldn't throw the ball from third to first in the mm-hmm. softball game mm-hmm. remains true in this in- instance as well. It was a footwear issue. Uh, so that's the problem. Okay, it was a footwear yeah. problem. Okay. So I didn't have proper footwear. That's why I couldn't make the throw from third to first. I didn't have proper footwear. That's why I couldn't kick a 40-yard field goal. I mean, I hurt my ankles, so I shouldn't be talking. Okay, you know? and you have no knees. Remember, don't. I don't, don't and I, that. I didn't play college football. That's true. You know, Cappy. That's true. Yeah. Can you? Do you? If we can pull this off, could right. you do it? Could you walk on? Could you try out? Oh, I I think I could walk on, try out, and not be the worst guy there. Okay. That would only be the, that would be the best case scenario. I mean, you being the worst guy would also be a good case scenario. Don't get me right. wrong, but that would be great too. Think about crushing some kids' dreams. Like, hey, mom, Because there's probably dad. a bunch of soccer players, right, that will try out in that scenario for at least a kicking spot, yes? Right. But, like, imagine this kid calls his mom. He's like, Ma, so I was trying out for the USC football team, and things looked pretty good. I was the third-string guy. And then they brought this 53-year-old guy out of shape off the streets just for a radio bit, and now I'm fourth on the depth chart, Ma. You could be like Scott Bakula in Necessary Roughness. Which guy was he? Remember Scott Bakula, Necessary Roughness? He was a quarterback? Yeah, he was a quarterback, but he was like 40-something years old, right? And he had a year left of eligibility. He came back and he played for the um, 
the well, it was a mythical team called the Texas State uh, University Fighting Armadillos, um, which was actually Sinbad's team. Yes, Sinbad's team, right? And they, right. technically, it was actually like trying to be North Texas because that mm-hmm. was kind of the same setup. Uh, and they played on that field, actually. But hold so, on. Wasn't Kathy Ireland the Kathy model? Ireland was the kicker. Right. But I'm saying you're more like Scott Bakula's character, who was like the older guy coming in. Well, I like the whole idea. I really do. I love the concept. And I also like, George, that we're not saying let's go somewhere small. You know, I like that we're saying let's go to the biggest of the big time. You know, we're, we're going right to USC. Well, I mean, Pac-12 Media Days was on Friday. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're just, you know, we're on the heels of it. So when you I know, saw this tweet by USC football today, I'm like, this had you written all over it. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't want to be in that same situation that was Reggie Bush, you know, where I have this amazing season, win a Heisman Trophy, and then they take it from me. Right. Don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Well, somebody give Reggie his Heisman back. Did you see, have you seen those uh, billboards around I've town? I've seen them all over the place. Yeah, me too. I don't know who's paying for those those billboards. I like it, though. But whoever's paying for him, give Reggie his Heisman back. Yeah. And don't take mine should I win one this year. I do like this concept, though. You know, listen, you could have said to me, hey, why don't you walk on at Azusa Pacific? But instead, you want me going to USC. Yeah. That I like. Yeah, we just need to find the twenty-five grand. Well, I do think that Laura's right. I think there's some sort of a Disney GI Bill of some kind. There is, there is, but I feel like you'd had to have applied for that prior to two days before walking on. No, but we know the big bosses in Bristol. We. Yeah. <laughs> you do, George? We is too many people. Is George does. Yeah. George, talk to the big bosses in Bristol, yeah. the BBBs. Maybe we start Azusa Pacific this year. You think so? And then and go then on to the, USC next year. Then like, I'll hit the transfer with, portal with surprise, with, <laughs> with some preparation. We'll get here's what we do. We'll raise some nil money for yeah, you. Yeah, right. Hey, I'm gonna hit the transfer portal next year, and I'm I'm looking for nil money from Yamava, yeah, from Coors Light, right, and from others. That's what we do. We get you nil money. That's right. And get then paid. we we get you on to USC next year, and do the tryout there. See, we build. We start small. We build. All I got to do is one year at what I now think is the defunct Azusa Pacific football program. Okay, how about Saddleback, where your kid went to school? Don't you got it in there? Yeah, Saddleback. You know what I'd probably do? I'd probably want to go to Santa Barbara City College. Yeah. Have you ever seen the the football stadium at Santa Barbara City College? I have not, no. Go to Mount Sac. Mount Sac is nice, too. They also have a great facility. But Santa Barbara City College is like right there, the 50-yard line, looking at the beach, man. Yeah, I feel bad for Santa Barbara. They lost their newspaper. Really? Yeah, the Santa Barbara News Press, the longest-running daily newspaper in Southern California. What, it just folded up shop? Yeah, declared bankruptcy. Wow. Ceasing publication, a Pulitzer Prize-winning newspaper. Started back in 1855. Wow, that's too bad. What about, um, I also read recently, what's the name of the uh, radio publication that was like for the forever, it was like the radio magazine everybody in the industry used. I'm trying to remember, it was like Radio Insider. or Nah, it doesn't sound right. Yeah. But also, just completely stopped printing. And I don't mean printing hard copy, I mean even the digital version. Yeah. Radio and records, I, yeah, well, somebody yeah. will know, somebody I mean, will know. We're kind of keeping radio alive here, barely. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, all right, coming up next, Cappy. Yeah. Let's get into the Shohei stuff because everybody has got a hot take on this thing. Has he played or has he hit his last home run at Angel Stadium? Well, um, if he did, it was a laser. Yeah. Or or are they just going to be dumb about this? Because in essence, that's the reality of this. There's only one of two opinions on this. Either they're being dumb or they're being really dumb. There's only two <laughs> options here. Dumb or dumber. Yeah. So we'll get to that coming up in a second. But first, let me tell you about our friends, of course. 
uh, at Michelob Ultra, Cappy. 710 and Michelob Ultra are going to be in the city of Orange on Wednesday to support right. the women's national team as they take on the Netherlands. Join us for a watch party starting at 6 p.m. at Danny Kay's Sports Bar in Orange. That's 1096 North Main Street. you got to be 21 or older. That's this Wednesday at 6 at Danny Kay's. All right, let's get into Shohei next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Happy National Tequila Day. Definitely celebrate with our friends at Tequila Mandala. Demand tequila the Mandala. Extraordinary. Go to their website, tequilamandala.com. Um, happy birthday, J-Lo. Yeah, happy birthday, J-Lo. Girls fit it foe. She's just older than you, barely. Yep, she is. God, she looks so much better than you, though. You mean like as a woman? I mean, just in general. She does. She looks half her age. Come on. People look at me, George, and they're like, what are you, like 25? Yeah, no, no. they don't. It's true. A lot of these like first-round draft choices see me, and they're like, yo, man, um, what are you, about, I don't know, 26, 27? Like, you four or five years in? Like, people don't realize that I'm as old as I am. I mean, J-Lo looks young. Don't get me wrong. She's you guys ever high. seen her in concert? I, I have. have. I have. She puts on a good show. Really yeah. good show. She put me to sleep. Oh really? Wow! Oh. Well, had, I only saw her as part of an ensemble of something. But go ahead. So she was here with Enrique Iglesias at back then Staples, mm-hmm. and I was. It was the only concert that I've been up in the nosebleeds, and my friends and I were like, "Dude, we expected so much more from her." But this was before her residency bunch, which I oh, think that's is what where I went saw. to her residency. Yes, and it was good. Everybody who's gone to her residency or went to it in Vegas, they were like, "Dude." What a night and day, 180, from the concert that she had. And I was I like, saw her, I saw her, though, at, like at a Super Bowl party, Laura, at uh, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. This is probably, what, 2015-ish? Yeah. And she was amazing. And then uh, DJ Khaled come out, and he says what he always says. We the best music! We the best music! <laughs> it's like, do you say anything else, my man? <laughs> Kevin. So we've all seen her? So uh, seen I, I saw her uh, at A-Rod's house uh, oh. once. Well, that's, uh, oh, wow. that's well, very you intimate. Just, you just very trumped different. all of us. Yeah, he yeah. definitely. You win. <laughs> yeah. No you wonder win. he was all quiet. He was like, yeah, yeah. I've seen her. <laughs> I was at A-Rod's one night hanging out, and uh, I saw her. Well, sort of was not she performing? hanging out. No, she did not perform. Okay, then you didn't see her. Uh, I did see her. He didn't see her perform, but he saw her. Yeah. Yeah, but did you it see was, her sing and dance? So it was, um, well, we were talking about her Super Bowl performance with uh, her and Alex, and mm-hmm. um, mostly with Alex because we were doing an ESPN thing. Um, but she was there, yeah, so I did see her. That doesn't count. I mean, it counted better I thought than you saw her like, perform at like, a charity event at Alex Rodriguez's house. No, <laughs> no there was no charity <laughs> event. No, all you did was just Alex. see her in his house. Well, yeah. she's gorgeous, so I mean. She is very yeah, good looking. Gorgeous. Woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And that hey ben, was, if you're listening, you're hot too, man. That was back in 2020, right before COVID, actually. Not too far, right? Not too long before COVID. Mm-hmm. So. Right before they broke up? Well, they broke up more recent than that. Mm. I think it was within the last year and change, right? Hasn't she been married for a year? I feel like she's been with Ben Affleck for yeah. like the last three years. No. No, I didn't well, like, well, who was she with before that? A-Rod. 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 Oh, it was, oh, and were they married or not? So they, I want to no. say they broke up like 21 or 22. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was and Affleck 21. scooped right back in. Right. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Affleck yeah, yeah. wasted no time. April 15, 2021. So there you go. Yeah, 21. Yeah. So it was a little over a year later they broke up. I, I actually was really sad about them breaking up. I love them as a couple. A-Rod and J-Lo. Yeah. Oh, really? Really good couple. Yeah, they look gorgeous together. But they seem like so in her love. Just never know. You know, it's doors. hard. Relationships are hard. Trust me, I know. Trust. Yeah. Trust. She knows. You know, you know what she did to her boo this weekend? What'd she do? You hear about this? No. Nearly killed him. Okay, you, that's not true. How did you yes, kill him? I Almost did. kill him. So I, I accidentally drugged him. This poor kid, man. I accidentally drugged him. Poor no. Boo. If it wasn't for me sticking up for the boo, her and all of her friends would kill this kid. First of all, do not put that narrative out there because that's not true. It's true. But I actually, he had like a little cough because you know when you leave like the AC and like all the fans overnight and it gets cold. You yeah, yeah, you get dry up. mouth. Yeah, dry mouth. Yeah, dry, dry so throat. So he kept whatever. like ha- coughing and I was like, oh, I have cough syrup, whatever, promethazine. So I'm like, take a little bit. But I was going to go, I went to the kitchen to get like a spoon and he like was downing the- From the, the bottle. From the bottle. Yeah. And I was like, babe, what are you doing? That thing is like super- Strong. It, yeah. Strong. Yeah. Why would it have like codeine in it or yeah, something? Yeah, it has codeine in it. So then he was like, oh, I just took a little bit. That was like at 7.30 in the morning yesterday. He didn't wake up till like 8, 8, 8 p.m. I could not wake him <laughs> up. And he finally woke up. He's like, I don't know what that- bleep you gave me but don't yeah. ever give me that again why you do that to the boo man okay first of all he did he feel him. better he stopped coughing so there i'm you like go. you know <laughs> it, I, did work. I, it did yeah. work 15 hours later george <laughs> the kid stopped coughing yeah. i mean that's not my fault he should have waited till i got the spoon i'm just saying right and it would have been just a little bit yeah yeah come See, on boo. come no, on don't boo. blame this on me hey yeah. boo better yeah so <laughs> so speaking of waiting <laughs> everyone seems to think the angels are going to wait to trade Shohei Ota- or wait Period. Like, not trade Shohei Ohtani. They're just going to let this thing go by, like the time mm-hmm. expire here. That would be one of the dumbest things ever. It would. I mean, what, the, uh, but what uh, if? But what if? What, what if what? What? If, okay, let me throw a what if at you. Yeah. You ready? What if the Angels don't trade Ohtani and they win the World Series? No. Let's just say they get to the end of the regular season and they don't even make the postseason. Right. And let's say the Angels re-sign Ohtani. Then okay. Then if they re-sign him. Then, then it works out. But I, I don't know what the probabilities of that are at the moment. If you are handicapping it, do you believe that he would stay there? So our assumption is, is that he won't because we all think that Otani is all about winning. He's been there. It's, I think this is year six. Well, that's what people have in his circle have said. Right, right. So it's all about winning. And while he's come to America and he's played in Anaheim and it's been very nice and easy for him and he's been incredibly successful pitching and hitting, et cetera, et cetera, he only wants to win. The Angels can't help him win. He didn't come here just to be a great individual player. He came here to be a World Series champion. He'll never sign with Anaheim. That's what we all think. But what if they get to the end of the season right? and they've convinced him, hey, you know what? We had a better year. We, we think the future is bright. Let's do a five-year deal for a billion dollars. Making up numbers here is not my right. money. Yeah. I mean, who's to say that he won't sign there? Well, the odds for the Angels to keep him on August 1st after okay. the deadline are minus 170. Okay, that's not good, is it? No, that's good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's terrific. That's outstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minus the 170, next, good. The next one is the Dodgers at plus 800. Plus 800. Yeah, that's not, not, as, good. not as good. Yeah, Okay. that's not as good. So... Mm-hmm. The assumption is he's going to be here on August 1st. He's going to not here as in with the Dodgers, but here as in with the Angels still. But you see, if I'm Marty Moreno, I'm an advertising guy. 
I'm trying to sell this to right. my fan base. But is, wasn't he also trying to sell the team a few months True. ago and then decided against that too? N- no doubt about it. Yeah. But I'm going to try and sell this to my fan base because I think what you're saying is what most Angel fans and what most baseball observers are kind of thinking, which is he's not going to stay with the Angels, so if you don't trade him and you don't recover anything for him, he's going to walk when this thing's all done, and you're going to let him walk, and you're going to have nothing to show for it. Right. All could be true, right? Yeah. But on the other hand, you might say to your fan base, we had the greatest player on the planet. Why would we not see how far we could get with him? Guess what? Didn't work out. I tried everything I could. I kept him here. I didn't trade him at the deadline. I made him an offer that was ridiculous. He didn't want to stay. Hey, fans, don't blame me for not replenishing our farm system. I was trying to keep the guy. Could, could you sell that to the fan base? If you lose him for nothing, it's going to be one of the biggest mistakes ever made in sports history. Like, it's not like people remember. Think about this. Forever there was the curse of the Bambino. The Red Sox traded him to the Yankees, okay? This would be worse because you're not even getting anything back if you let if he walks in free agency. The curse of Otani. Right. But if I'm an Angels fan, I would say this. I'm driving around right now and I'm an Angels fan. I'm With like, your windows down? Correct. Yeah. I'm like, hey, guys, yeah. you're talking about the curse of Otani. Do you guys realize that we haven't been good since the one year, I think it was 2001, two, whatever ish. year it was, yeah. ish, where we won the World Series. Do you guys realize yeah, it's they, been Mike Trout has played. Mike Trout has played in three playoff games. Right. Do you guys realize how much money the owner has spent over the years accumulating top-level free agents, none of whom have worked? None. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. If I'm an Angels fan, I'm sure there's a ton of them out there that are like, trade them. And replenish or or plenish. Maybe you don't even re. You just plen. Just put it. Put a bunch of of talent in our farm system. Right. Prepare for the future. But I'm not so sure, George. I I'm not so sure that they're going to do that. I know everybody's saying it's stupid. It's baseball malpractice. That's a popular phrase. It now. is baseball malpractice. malpractice. It's malpractice. It is. Right. Just like I said, if they didn't, the Lakers didn't trade Russ, that was also malpractice. Malpractice. I walked in to get my knee fixed. And then I you, know out Rob, with new you know what Rob Palinka did? What he did he traded do? Russ. Not malpractice. Because he knew it was going to be malpractice. No malpractice. Correct. I just don't know that the Angels are as sensible, as logical, as reasonable as what what we the outsiders think they should be. They've got him, and he's hitting 450-foot home runs that are six feet off the ground on a line drive. Mm-hmm. He electrifies a crowd. He does. You have that player. Am I just going to trade him because everybody thinks it's a smart thing to do? Or unless somebody puts something in front of me that I really, really love, but I'll tell you right now, if I'm Artie Moreno, I know we've talked about this, I will not trade him to the Dodgers. I'm not going to watch him win a World Series with the Dodgers. I'm not going to pick up the L.A. Times and see him in a Even Dodger uniform. Even if they uniform. gave you like five or six of their best prospects? Yeah, I don't think he'll do it. I know he won't, but I think that's the malpractice. Like if the Dodgers have, I'd have to see where they rank as far as farm systems right now. Um, but they have one near the top. Is, is, is Come what on, I Dr. Know. Moreno. Don't commit malpractice, Dr. Moreno. The Dodgers are number two right now behind the Orioles, who are out of control good. Um, God, they're good. And they're Trade fun them to, to Baltimore. Watch. 
I mean, they may do it as like, they may do it as just like a like a, even as a rental. I think that, the problem is as a rental, you're not getting that many. Just saying though that if I'm if I'm Marty Moreno, I wouldn't be trading him to the Dodgers. I mean, I. I, I just think that's dumb. Like I just think you get the best haul, whoever it is. Well, let's keep this going on the other side because I actually have a word to have with the Dodgers. Actually. Oh, really? And Andrew Friedman, who you know I love. Well, not only do you love, I mean, you have said over and over again, you think he's the smartest executive in sports. I, I always say to you, can you qualify that? And you just kind of tell me it's your opinion. It is. Yeah. And I'm going to tell him, even though he's the smartest person I think in sports, that yeah. I think I've got something I need to tell him. <laughs> okay? All right. So we'll do that. Why is Dodger Stadium trending? What's it trending for? Tell me. Uh, I don't know. Let me see. Oh, I think because they're doing a bunch of different like nights coming yes, up here. which I will talk about in a bit. So Okay, so we'll we save that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, Beto Duran will be live from uh, Dodger Stadium at the top of the hour after Laura. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right, then. You hear about my experience with Beto yesterday? Uh, feel free to... Let me know. I mean, I, I know that he went down to uh, South South L.A. with his daughter, I believe. Right. And ended up uh, either running into you, hanging out with you, one or the other. Right. So we hung out yesterday together as mm-hmm. Beto was introducing his daughter and niece to horse racing because mm-hmm. it's been a part of his life. And I think his dad or his granddad took him to the track, taught him math yeah. at the track. Anyway, so Beto and crew were all a part of the festivities yesterday. I don't want to give it all away. We'll hear from Beto at the top of the hour. Mm-hmm. But it was a love fest, George. Suffice it to say. It was one of those bring it in kind of moments that guys like Beto and I love. Yeah. You know, a lot of hugging. He said he said very nice things about uh, Charlie and, uh, and Mrs. Kaplan. Yeah, met my dad. Yeah. And mom. Yeah, that's what By I'm saying. By the way, what yeah. a headache. Oy vey. Yeah. I mean, dude, I got kids home from college. Yeah. Now my parents are here. Yeah. Laura, last year you gave me all kinds of business because I gave up my bedroom to my parents. Right. Mm-hmm. I literally cleaned my bedroom cleaner than it's ever been. Good. And, and then got out of it and said, here you go, mom, dad. Here you That's go. That's awesome. I Sleep didn't in give my you And then you got Rachel wanting to go out to drink every night. Well, I got Rachel who wants to go out and party. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. You may have seen some of our hijinks this weekend mm-hmm. on social media, Y'all George. Look great. You know, Laura seemed to really like Rachel's outfit. She looked hot, man. I was like, I wish I could pull that off. Yeah, she had that wig on, too. When she walked in, people were like, I don't know who that is. And then there I was. I had on my LL Cool J hat. Not a lot of brothers can pull that off, George. Only two that I know of, me and LL. Yeah, I feel you. (laughs) What you laughing at, girl? You just said only you and LL. Only LL could pull that off. That's straight up facts right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, just because you wore it doesn't mean you could pull it off. Is what Laura's alluding to, Mm -hmm. I believe. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I think look pretty damn dope. Yeah, but that's me. Um, I have um some thoughts. Okay. For Andrew Friedman. What time is it right now? Uh, four four fifty here okay, in the Southland. So, yeah. All right. So Rob Palenka has checked out because he's four to four forty five. Oh right. Do you think Andrew Friedman listens right before the game starts? Friedman picks it up, picks up the baton. Yeah. At about four fifty. So now that Andrew Friedman is listening. Right. He's like, "Oh good, George is talking about me again. Yeah. Thinks I'm the smartest guy in sports." I I do think Andrew, you are the smartest guy in sports. Like if I I, I don't even know him. I mean, he's only been on the show I think once mm-hmm. in all the years I've been here. Mm-hmm. He was incredible. We got along great. It was so it was nice. It was just like, you know, Two menches cutting it up. You know what I mean? Over the phone? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, you can become best friends with a guy like that. Yeah. So we, uh, we, we cut it up. 
mm-hmm. you know, talking baseball. We were talking like, you know, VORP and war, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right, VORP. Yeah. Is that, from, is that a video game or something? <laughs> is that a video game you play on PlayStation, VORP? <laughs> is that something Mateo likes? A kid's game, VORP. It's value over replacement. Oh, yeah. oh, VORP. Yeah. That VORP. Yeah. My bad. My bad, y'all. <laughs> That VORP. <laughs> value over replacement what? Yeah, a value over a replacement player. Hey, VORP, let's talk some VORP. Hey, Andrew, what are you doing later? Come yeah. on by. Let's talk some VORP. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he loves to talk VORP. I mean, I he probably talks more VORP than anyone we know. Hey, he's a VORP guy. Yeah. He got a t-shirt that says VORP. VORP in it. I did see a guy wearing a t-shirt this past Saturday night playing in my favorite band. Yeah. And it said, do better. And I was like, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of putting do better on a t-shirt? I know. You say it all the time. Love do better. Yeah. So now my new one is boo better. Yeah. When, when people are mean to the boo. Yeah. I say boo better. Yeah. So here's my thing with Andrew Freeman. And look, I, I, I qualify this by saying I'm just an idiot gas bag on a radio show. Right. And he's but. the president of the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And he's really good at his job. Well, I mean, the stats don't lie, right? I mean... The number of times that the Dodgers have won the division championship, been into the postseason, there is a World Series to be shown, uh, a lot of playoff appearances. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, 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 with resume says he's really good at what he does. So I don't believe I'm saying anything here that's revelatory, okay? Revelatory. Yeah. You know I love when you say that. Yeah. Because I'm fairly certain he understands this is the case too, so I'm being a little Captain Obvious here. Mm-hmm. But it seems like, the division is starting to play into their favor, right? The Giants have lost, I think, like right. six in a row or something mm-hmm. like that. The Diamondbacks have lost like five in a row or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, the Padres are still well behind. They're just meddling in mediocrity. Right. They've won a few here and there, but they yeah, just but lost two the out of three break. to the Pirates. Right. Well, yeah. no, since the All-Star break, the, Do- the Padres have won five and they've lost five. Dodgers right. are six and three. Right. So the Dodgers continue to climb, continue to win series, et cetera. The Padres are a team that's just literally in their yeah. last 30 well, games, they're like 15 and 15. Right, but that's better than they were to begin the season. Right, but they're no good. No, right. So I feel like the division is going to be in their hands again, right? It, it, it's starting to look that way again. But this is not about the division, right? If you're a Dodger fan or you are Andrew Friedman and you're Dave Roberts and you're all these guys, this isn't about the division. This is about winning the World Series. And I understand that you and I went into this season accurately depicting that this would be a little bit more of a challenge than it was in previous seasons, and that has been accurate. And that was even if they were healthy, we thought that would likely be the case, let alone the rash of injuries they've dealt with, right? Yeah, but I was wrong. What do you mean? Well, I mean, kind of thought coming into the season the Dodgers would have to scuffle their way to uh, find a playoff spot, frankly. Well, the and, division, because we, we knew the division wasn't great, but... No, but, but I'm just saying, like, I, I didn't think that they'd win the division coming into the to Oh, because you season. thought the Padres would win. Well, yeah, I mean, the Padres were, by everybody's account, I mean, mm. the favorite to win. Mm. No, they weren't? I mean, yes no, and no. No, no, but I'm, I'm talking about Vegas odds here. I'd have to go back. I don't... I, I mean, I feel like it's, it was, it was kind of like a toss-up between look, look those at, two. Look at MLB.com's preseason okay. predictions right. for, the, for the baseball season. Their preseason prediction was the Padres to win the World Series. This is MLB.com. Right. Here's what I'm getting at. Right. I thought coming in, yeah. the Dodgers would be a team yeah. that would that would be a very different looking club than they have been over the last few years. Which they are. But they're not because they're 57 and 41. You know what I'm saying? Like, they are different. You're right. 
I mean, their makeup is different. Yes, but the but the outcome and the results have remained consistent yeah. and the same. Well, e- look, ESPN.com had the Dodgers as the fifth best team. Okay, and they had the Padres as the number two team. Okay, but there wasn't like a huge difference in in what their win totals were. They had the Padres winning ninety three and the Dodgers winning ninety one. Okay, but what I'm getting but, at is but they you're, but you're the right. I mean, people to win thought the, the Padres. Were, now I, I did not want it. I, I mean, maybe it was just being reluctant, but I didn't. I didn't think that the Padres would be would run away with the division. No, of course, and it it probably was a little reluctance, but regardless, um, not only have they not, and no, they they're bad. They're just not even. They're just a pure. 500 team, right? But really, in reality, there are four games under 500 team, right? But so but, what I'm getting at is yeah. the Dodgers. All I'm saying is this: I was wrong. I thought the Dodgers would have to scuffle to be anywhere near like good, let alone being 16 games better than 500 right now, and looking like they're going to win the division again. Oh no, I, I didn't. I didn't think we were. On, then we weren't on the same page because I thought they'd be like still in the like. They'd still be right there. They just wouldn't run away with the division like they had in previous years. Yeah, I thought I'm, they'd be in a fight. I'm Which just, technically they're only four games up, so they're in a fight. Right, but but like you said, you know, Arizona's starting to come back to reality. Right, San the Giants have also come back to reality a little you know, bit. And, but and but the, the deadline been good. Deadline can change some things, so we'll see. But nonetheless, this is not about the division to me. It's about winning the World Series. And when I see the Atlanta Braves, who maybe no, not maybe they are the best team in baseball. Okay. And they add a couple of more arms for the bullpen. Because they got so many guys hurt. I'm like, man, what are we waiting for here? Like, why does it have to go down to the deadline? Like, I don't I don't feel like it needs to go down to the deadline. Like, so just, your your advice for Andrew Friedman is do let's something go. and do it now? Oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Get off your ass, Friedman. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, Friedman. What have you been doing? Let's go. Are you waiting until August uh, 1st? You waiting until July 31st? Let's go. Come on, Friedman. Respectfully, of course. The hell's wrong with you, man? Respectfully, let's go. Like, let's do something here. I hear what you're saying. I mean, look, the Braves, good addition, couple of arms. It's not like I research and they go, oh, man, I remember this guy in Pittsburgh. And, man, I remember this guy in Colorado, whatever. No, but it's just adding depth it's, to the, the the area of need. It's fixing what's currently wrong with your team. Correct. When you got three guys that are hurt, let's go get two new arms. Yeah. I mean, you've got the second best... Farm system in baseball. Let's go. Let's get some of that stuff. Let's get uh, you know some pitching. Let's get Nolan Arenado. But don't do this one thing that I saw Blake Harris talk about in his Substack. Now I want you to read Blake Harris's Substack. Hell, I want you to subscribe to the Substack. You to spoil right now? I finally disagreed with Blake this year. Really? And I will tell you what that is after Beto joins us next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 